right? Honestly, like that's where like I personally draw the line is like, I will help you until it affects me in a negative way, mm. right? Because if I can't help myself, there's no way I help you. Boils down to just be a nice person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe don't overexert yourself in helping others. Um, One action. Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It 99 here with another episode uh, here with the special guest. Turner uh, McInnes. Sorry oh, for the okay. self-introduction. That's my bad. Yeah, it's, it's all good though. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so we got special new mics, um, if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so uh, we'll just get started right into it. So Turner, today's topic is about good deeds. So uh, I'm just going to ask you a simple question. Like, what would you constitute as like a good deed? Uh, I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to like define it in one way. I guess you could do a lot of things that would constitute as a good deed, right? Um, giving someone something physical, but also not physical, like advice, is I would say a good deed. You know, doing someone a favor would be the most simple way to put it, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree, percent. I think a good deed is just something that you do um, for someone. Yeah, yeah, for someone. But I would also like to, you know make a distinction that a good deed also has to happen like outside of your comfort zone? I would agree with that, but it doesn't necessarily have to, you know? Okay. I, I, I guess if you're pushing yourself to help someone um, that you don't, and you're doing something that you don't normally do, then yeah, I guess it would qualify as like a, an extra good deed because you're doing something that you maybe don't normally like, I guess. I mean, do you think like some good deeds have more value than others? I would say yes, based on the benefit received from, you know, the other person, yes. But that doesn't mean that some good deeds aren't good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you're saying. So it's like, so it's benefit-based, so it's not based on, like, the input, but it's more based on, like, the output. Is that what you're trying to say? I would say yes, yes. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think that, you know, right, if, if you, you know, help a rich person with money you know you're not really like helping someone yeah what matters more like if you you help someone who's really in need or you help someone that like you know doesn't need it as much you know yeah sorry that's it's probably like a bad way to put it it, it it it's fine um no but i agree i think good deeds are i think it's actually very complex it's not as simple as we put it out to be. Yeah, and that's what I said earlier. It's, it's hard to define it in yeah. one way. I mean, I think it's like, you gotta think about it from like a motive standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sure it's based on the output, but I think like, you know, if your motive isn't really to help someone, like is it, does it really count, does it still count as a good deed? Um, I don't know. I mean, that, and just to, to, to provide like a good example, even relating to like most high schoolers, like if you join honor societies at school, a lot of the people in there are gaining their service hours for the purpose of meeting their requirement yeah, to stay in. And I'm not gonna act like I've never done that before. Like I tutored kids last week for an hour because I have to get four hours of tutoring for math honor society. Yeah, yeah. I'm not tutoring them. I'm tutoring them to help them out, but I'm also tutoring to make sure I meet the requirements. <laughs> like, because yeah, yeah. I got to stay in the the organization too. Yeah. So I, I think that's where kind of, you know, the line changes. I, th- I think it's good to incentivize good deeds because it puts you into a habit of doing them. Mm-hmm. But once the habit is developed, like incentivizing them is kind of, I think it's kind of like incorrect almost. Yeah, and it can take away from the personal motivation if you provide some kind of reward or like external like yeah yeah yeah. and we've actually been learning about this in in psychology yeah our last unit was on or a chapter was on motivation yeah right um and there are these two you know factors that can motivate someone to perform a certain behavior and they're extrinsic and intrinsic you know they're pretty self-explanatory but Extrinsic can be defined as something, you know, someone performs a certain behavior to avoid a punishment or to gain a certain reward, right? Mm-hmm. And then intrinsic, it's a, a personal motive. Like yeah. you, you do something for the sake of doing it because you enjoy it. Um, and to provide an example, intrinsic would be like, oh, I take AP Psych because I'm interested in the class and the material. Yeah. 
and then extrinsic an example would be like for I my take, GPA yeah yeah you, t you take it for the full quality point and you yeah. hear that it's an easier AP yeah which no doubt both are true but which one which factor motivates you the most yeah so well I think like I think intrinsic um, motivation is more powerful mm -hmm. and I also think it's harder to achieve mm -hmm. like external things are I think not as potent but they're so easy to like pick at and I think every single decision we make is a mix between internal and external factors mm -hmm. so you, you can't be like you know I rely 100% on internal or external motivation because it doesn't make sense yeah and going back to what you were saying about how if you motivated someone extrinsically it kind of takes away from yeah. you doing the the task there's a a theory called the over justification theory which is you know initially someone may start out as doing a behavior based off of intrinsic motivation but if you over justify that behavior with extrinsic rewards and extrinsic factors they start to lose their mm -hmm. intrinsic you know so and they start to perform the behavior less and less so yeah i mean you can see that like specifically academically mm -hmm. you know you see like parents pushing and, and even like external motivation like your friends are doing well in school mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you know I need to do better but then it comes to a point to where it's like you're not doing it for yourself anymore and I think that's where I mean that's kind of like away from good deeds but in general like when you're not doing it for yourself mm -hmm. or you know for the for the positive implications of it in the world around you then you're really missing out on you know, I think like the real purpose behind, you know, all these uh, activities and stuff. Yeah, I would say that intrinsic uh, factors of motivation are definitely way more powerful than your extrinsic, yeah. your extrinsic stuff. I agree 100%. I think like going back to good deeds, like you apply this in the same way, like, um, you know, when there's like a volunteer hour, like, you know, like requirement for like mm -hmm. a court or something, mm -hmm. it's like, for example, like I want like 180 hours, right? 180? Yeah. And I'm nowhere so close like, to that. Like <laughs> not even close. And 180 hours is seriously. It's actually not a lot. lot. Really? I don't think it's. I don't think it's that much. I think I mean, you do one summer of work. Yeah, and one you summer. You can of work. get it done, but I haven't. And that you know whatever says that says about me. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean it says you're busy. That's what it says. Maybe. So. Um. So like those first 180 hours, like when you do them, you, it's like you don't feel the same. Mm -hmm. until you get to like the like after that point mm -hmm. you know and I think like you know you see a lot of people hit that 180 and uh, then that's it yeah and it's it, it kind of shows on their character it's like you know not you, not, you, not take you shots you really anymore. see why they're doing it yeah I know what you're saying um, but I think we should you know be glad that they're actually still doing it though because even though they yeah, were motivated purely extrinsically and you can see by the way they just got their 180 hours mm -hmm. they still contributed to something Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's vitally important to, mm -hmm. you know, to serve other people in your community, even if it's a requirement. I think that, I think it should be a requirement of people of all ages, a certain level of it. Because you're going to have people that overachieve, you're going to have people that underachieve. But I think there should be a, you know, minimum requirement. But we're going to move on to a little deeper here. A little segue. A little, no, it's not a segue. We're just going a little deeper into the subject. Mm. Um, there are some careers that are very... In a very good, good deed driven, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, for example, like doctors. Traditionally, yes, doctors. Yeah, we'll, are more. yeah, we'll we'll stick with doctors for the for the simplicity of the of the discussion. So, um, doctors tend to you know save people's lives and do good things on a daily basis. However, mm -hmm. they get paid. Obviously, they get paid um, to do these things. So, mm -hmm. do you think that those good deeds are, I guess, equally as worthy? as ones that would have been done outside of the occupational range. I will say this, when you're applying for medical school, they always see, they're gonna interview and ask you a bunch yeah. of questions. The two worst things to say usually about why you want to become a doctor are the financial aspects and also, ooh, I want to help people because yeah. doctors, if you really look at it, most of the time they're not curing people, they're not you know, solving and saving someone's life, they're just using their medical knowledge to um, you know, help somebody out. Yeah. Like most of the time they're not, it's not as glamorous as people may think, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
most doctors, I would say, are doctors because they were really interested in the knowledge and they think that applying the science in a way that does help others, but applying it in a way to like the human anatomy or biological sense is is very interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, so here's the thing about it, right, is that like in the medical field, right, good deeds are kind of like part of the job description. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, in order to really serve your community or serve communities as a doctor, you have to do stuff outside of that job description, right? In the same way that like... So what you're saying is like, if it's included in the job description, are you not necessarily, are you really helping the community out? Because it's not coming from... I mean, like it's part own. of your role. Yeah, it's right? your so, role. So, so it's like mandatory. It, exactly. <laughs> so if it's like, if it's your role to do something, if you don't do it, the punishments are not... Like when, when it comes to like doing like volunteer work or service work, if you don't do it, there's not a consequence, mm-hmm. right? There, there's no, you know, oh, you know, you get your job taken away, mm-hmm. right? And if you do it, there's no reward. Like there's no external reward. It's always an internal, like, you know, you feel good and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's always, it's a cost with no benefit, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Whereas, you know, being a doctor, there's a cost. You go through all these years of med school and all these residency and all this stuff, but... The benefit is you get tons of money and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do the same thing. So I think that, you know, for, for people like doctors, not to take a shot at doctors, but for doctors to really serve the community, they have to go out, you know, medical missions is one of those things, um, stuff like that, where they have to go out and like literally serve the community they're in. I don't want to, you know, make any doctors mad because I'm sure that they know that they're helping each other out. Yeah, or they're no, helping others no, I mean, I, yeah, not to say they're not helping people. Yeah, but I just don't think it's definitely. I mean, they are saving lives and they're helping people. And yes, they get paid, uh, you know, a great salary. But I'm sure most of them are not doing it just for the salary. No, if I they agree, are, agree 100%. then that's a little corrupt, and they need to reevaluate themselves. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that if your job is like it's it's making service to the community mandatory um that it may not mean as much i i I get what you're saying with that yeah i mean the thing is is that right being like we need doctors on this planet absolutely so there so it's kind of like a complex argument because you know it if your entire goal was to serve people like how would you be a doctor and do that and i think like and there's a lot of ways you can do it, even within your job. I think, you know, like giving people, you know, free care. That's expensive, but giving people like free care every once in a while, throwing well, I mean, that countries in. Countries do it. The countries have free health care, but it's just the way they're. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's a governmental system. And that's a it's whole nother. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> a crazy other topic. Um, no, universal health care is like a governmental system. It's not really a, like a, I am a doctor, I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, if you do go to other countries, doctors do get paid a lot less. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's not pri- in a public it's institution, you get yeah. paid less. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's just how that works. Yeah. Because the government is getting less money for that than you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it goes to show, honestly, um, the character of a lot of people, where it's like. You know, like like where people put their put their mind in is like, is it putting in money, putting in helping well, I others? I feel like we're or, taking shots at doctors right now. I think most doctors are great people. Well, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, I think most doctors are great people. Every yeah. doctor that I've met is always super nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree hundred yeah. percent. So, uh, not me to take a shot at doctors. Yeah, not, not I mean, the, to be. yeah, Look, people in general, I think, you know, there, there's even even in like in the engineering field and other fields, like some some. Uh, jobs like they require you some companies require you to do a certain amount of service in a certain amount of time and i think or that's great yeah and that just reflects in the company um and the people who founded that organization that they want people to to serve the community right yeah. and that's why there's probably a bunch of like societies that require that because they feel that you know oh i want people to contribute more not just to themselves but to others and see the yeah. overall benefit you know i mean i, I think that's like um, you know, within human nature, like a lot of people think that the human, like humans not have left their own natural regards are just gonna, you know, push everyone away and be like secluded and like not care. And I, I, I kind of disagree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if you leave humans up to their own things, they're, they're going to help other people. 
you know, I, I think, you know, this notion that throughout history humans have just been at each other's throats. I don't know. Is, I, is kind of skewed, I think. I but would. What are your thoughts on it? I would kind of contradict that because, I mean, this is going way back, right? But, you know, it's just natural selection at the end of the day. I mean, people would. Yeah kill for food and then that's extreme right but you mm-hmm. still see it and you see it kind of expose itself in ways today that are obviously going to be less extreme but say like you know you're applying for a job and you got to outcompete somebody else mm-hmm. what are you willing to do to earn this job you know i'm sure yeah. people go and do crazy things i'm sure people you know make try and paint the other person in a bad light or you know, in order to earn the job yeah. or, you know, try and get dirt on someone and then bring it up to the boss. I mean, I'm sure these things happen. There's been movies made about it. Um, yeah. So, I mean. I mean, I agree with you. And I, I think that to some extent people are going to try and push people down. But I think, you know, in a state of absolute depravity where people are just completely deprived of everything. You know, like so something like the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people are trying to get an upper hand on other He's, people. They're going to come together. Yeah, and work there's. Them. Yeah, that is a very positive way to look at humanity. I'm proud of you, Isaiah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. I don't know if I'm on the more negative side or the more positive side. But it only takes a few people to kind of infect exactly. the whole That's, population. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you see it all the time. Yeah, and I, I, I think that that goes back to where it's like. All you need is those few people at the top that are kind of like, you know. Not even at the top. You can get some people at the bottom of, like, an organization who just want to change things. And, you know, for the worse. Yeah. And can cause, like, a rebellion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is, like, half the wars in the, in the history of the world happen because sure, of stuff like that. Sure, Um Yeah, so I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, that's a way to look at it is that people, when left to their own regards are going to kind of you know but in the same in the same way right that's that's still some sort of a union right if you look at it like these yeah, people at the bottom like they're they're uniting and uniting and then for, exactly. for a just or unjust cause so yeah. i do what i do what you're saying i mean and, and if you look at like the french revolution for example mm-hmm. just take you know one random one out i'm of, not gonna act like i'm an expert on that at all it's, by it's the way. fine uh the people revolted against the king because of you know stuff that they, he did that they didn't like Mm-hmm. You know, so and he he was kind of being a jerk. So it it kind of, I think it kind of you know what goes around comes around. And it kind of just it it manifests itself. And I think that you know they were helping each other out, if you will, like the people at the bottom were helping each other out to achieve a greater cause, mm-hmm. whether it was done correctly or incorrectly or whatever. I mean that's all different. But mm-hmm. I think you know in the same way you can take the Civil War for example, people banding together for a cause for themselves they thought was common. Mm-hmm. Right, the North, you know, versus the South, like, you know. Yeah. So, I think that when when left up to their to themselves, humans are going to choose unification, and are going to choose, you know, some sort of positive goal. People do see power in numbers, whether yeah. they want to, when they want to fight for what they think is right, whether their ideals are just or unjust. Yeah. Just like what you were saying in the Civil War, like the South, obviously slavery is extremely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yet they still united. Um, I mean, it, it's a cause that they, they thought, thought was, was right. Yeah. Um, which, however you want to look at it. I mean, and they had their reasons, like they had their economic reasons, they had their political reasons, they yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but those reasons were completely faulty. Like, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, you, I'm not. you can un- you understand the logic behind it, but slavery is just completely unacceptable. Yeah, 100. <laughs> and that was the root of their their you know their motivation. Yeah, I agree. Of their economic reasons, of their social reasons, of their political reasons. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100. But it, it's like to the point that something that they believe in, right? They come and unite, and in the same way, like. You know, when we come to good deeds, mm-hmm. right? It, it's very rare that you see one-off people doing like, ever said like big projects, like big project good deeds. It's very rare that you see like a singular person do something like that. Like, yeah, because well, it's so hard. Power in numbers, resources come in numbers. You know, yeah. <laughs> you need money to cause 
pretty much any change in this world at this point. Any like major. And I think it's a big. Sorry, I think it's a big um, uh, misconception that people have that you don't need money to help people. You need resources. You need connections. You need money. You need power. But I, 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 money power, brings power. Yeah, money brings power. Um, yeah, yeah. So you need leverage to cause change for you know, and and anything really. Yeah, but it's a very modern view if you will yeah um that money is kind of like something that's awful (laughs) i was trying to to keep it as as politically neutral as possible Mm -hmm. it's a very modern view that you know money is something that's kind of like secondhand right money isn't isn't the most important thing in life which you know just to some i mean sorry yeah money is not sorry i believe that money is not the most important thing in life but to kind of disregard its value and to disregard you know, the entire purpose of money to be like, you know, we don't need money is kind of a, it's a very dumb proposition in my opinion. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, whether you want change, whether you want a good life, whatever you, you need, you need money. Like you need resources in order to, you know, do anything on this planet. Yeah. I, can you give me some podcast rules right now? Because I don't, I don't want to like, mess, make, like make any like weird mistakes. Cause like, like, like what rules? Like, like? I'm sometimes I'm staring at. The yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Is you that should, not good? Or yeah, like, you should look. You like, yeah. It's more like a. Okay, it's more yeah, like because yeah. I know we're having a conversation, but I also know that you know the no no. They, so so how I like to think about it is the a podcast is people watching a conversation because they see value in the conversation. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the only rule. Sometimes really. I'd be staring him down, Loki. So I just yeah, you gotta tell him, hey, make sure to to like and subscribe on this video. Thank you. Keep it ninety nine. Also, 99's. hold on, hold on. I, I've up been, and coming. I've been, been meaning to say this in the last like seven podcasts. And I just keep keep forgetting. The first link in the description is a link to if you want to be on the podcast, you can put in your information and you can be featured on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I am running out of guests. Yeah. Speaking of good deeds, um, Isaiah needed guest. And yeah. And I I've, I know I've been wanting to come on the podcast. I don't know if that's just because I'm a narcissist and I like to talk about myself. <laughs> but but I just haven't you know found oh a great time. God. Like even today, you know I knew I, I owed Isaiah a favor. You know, good friend. And so I how do you how do you owe me a favor? Because you do things for me, and I just it's time that oh, I yeah. give back. When oh that's a topic I want to talk about. Desperate need. So um, yeah, I am in desperate need for some guests. So if you want to feature, make sure to. Because Isaiah works really, really hard, and to- <laughs> and the viewers do not know that. Probably. You don't have to hype me up. Like no, that. but I'm hyping you up because Isaiah okay. works really hard on this content, and you know, I hear about it all the time at lunch. I mean, yeah, this man works. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, <laughs> I admire that you put so much work into something that you're passionate about, and you know, I think the content's good. I know the viewers think the content's good. Yeah. So, um. He needed a guest, and he's helped me out in the past. So it's about time that I repay that favor. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it to return. So got you. Yeah, Talk so about make sure. good deeds. That I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. So make sure to hit the link in the description and like the video, and we'll continue. Um, so actually, you brought up a really good point right there. Um, something I want to talk about, where it's just like repaying mm-hmm. good deeds. And, and here, here's my here's my thought process on it. If I'm the one like with the initial good deed. I should never expect anything in return. Yeah, I mean, then it would just be like a an agreement more than a good deed, you know? It's like, yeah, I yeah. do something for you. It's like a transaction. But the recipient of the initial good deed should, should feel yes. in some kind of debt, I feel like. Yeah. You know? Um, if you're like a normal good human being, I feel like you should want to help the other person out. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I think like... In general, you should just be helping everyone out at all times uh, to the best of your ability and without sure. stretching yourself too thin or hurting yourself, right? Honestly, like, that's where like, I personally draw the line is like, I will help you until it affects me in a negative way, mm-hmm. right? Because if I can't help myself, there's no way I help you. It boils down to just be a nice person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe don't overexert yourself in helping others, um, but definitely find the time to help people out yeah because they deserve it um and if they don't deserve it and trust me there are some people who don't deserve your time recognize that (laughs) yeah like recognize that yeah i think it's it's a big you know you know fault of of modern society where it's like 
20, it's, you always have that 80 20 rule, right? 20% of the people do 80% of the good deeds. I didn't know. 20% never heard of, that. of the people do 80% of the work in a company. Mm. Uh, a very good example of that is Twitter. Mm. They've cut down to almost no one now, and they, they still, it's still working just fine. So, um, yeah. But that's just a side in general, is that, is that 80 20 rule. Funny how Elon is just the <laughs> goat. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> man. Just... Twitter is, is revitalized now. Jordan Peterson's back on Twitter. The Babylon Bee's back on Twitter. That's true. Just so waiting for Trump to get back on Twitter. Elon Musk is just removing all the censorship, pretty much. Yeah, basically. He's just gotten rid of it. Wow. Which I think I think is... You know what? I actually kind of want to talk about This kind of goes into good deeds, actually. So we'll talk well, about Well, it's it. okay if you like stray a little bit away from the topic. I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I normally do, but this is it still ties in, so it's fine. Um, no, I, I think, you know, censorship is, is one of those things that are... It's very politically charged, so we'll stay away from that. Tread lightly. We'll stay away from that. We talking, you know, we talking way too much about politics on the podcast recently. It's it's kind of had a toll on me, mm -hmm. uh, to say the least. But going back to the Twitter thing, um, you know, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Uh, I think it's like by now it's been like a month mm -hmm. or like three weeks. Something like that. I don't know when he officially acquired. Something like that. It's, it's funny it's how you a, can say that one man acquired an entire forty-four billion dollars. By the way, I mean, holy. <laughs> I mean, t Tesla's stock is plummeting right now. Yeah, but um, that just that happens naturally. Yeah, happens. Yeah. Come, um, I mean, no, no, but it's going down pretty fast. But anyway, so he bought Twitter, and I, honestly, I, I admire this dude's work ethic big time. He's I hope everyone like does. he's got so much money, and you know what he's doing right now? He's sleeping at Twitter's headquarters. Pulling a, it's just like he was doing at Tesla originally. I mean, yeah. He's, but it's like now, like he doesn't need to prove himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's just hungry. He that's like a, that's like the, the perfect businessman looks like. I don't, I don't know, all. I'm not an Elon Musk expert. expert neither so like, am I. I'm I just, don't know like what he does, but yeah, I, neither do I. Man. If Trust you me. tell me that he's sleeping, you know, four hours at the company and then waking up and working twenty, I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I that's mean, insane. Yeah, and the thing is, right, is that. Yeah, he's laid off all these people. Like, <laughs> so, like I don't even know what the number is. It's like what, like ninety percent of the company's gone or something like that by now. Mm -hmm. Like he laid off half and like forty percent more left or something like that. Imagine just seeing an announcement on your own like app that you created. Hey, by the way, fifty percent of you are gonna get fired in the next two weeks, dude. It's, just a little heads up. You know, it, it's kind of crazy, but the fact that Elon Musk has taken. A company this large in size, mm. cut down this much people, and it's still running, just shows how much. Like it shows, like it is the definition of that eighty twenty rule. Yeah, and it shows that a real businessman can recognize the inefficiencies. Exactly, and, and he's cut down a lot on you know what he's what the amount of money that he's putting into the company, or that the money that the money they. The company, how much money the company is spending on itself and these salaries yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, that is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, and I think, it, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I think it reflects on humanity as a whole. Um, this is going to get kind of deep, but. That's philosophical. I don't know. Let me connect it for you real quick. All right, I'm listening. So, you have these people, right, who are working these jobs, who feel like that they're vital, who feel like they're important, right? Uh, for example, Google has over 150,000 employees. They probably do not need 150,000 employees. 150,000 is yeah. wild. They probably don't need that many. And I think maybe just 150,000 engineers is what it is, which is even more crazy. But they have all these people working. And every single person feels like they're vital. And every single person has a family they have to feed and all that, right? And then for your reality, and, you just get shut down by Elon Musk. And yeah, I mean, that's crazy. But... It really shows where people's priorities are. A lot of people will value this career that has no future in it, right? Because you're, you're just a number at this point. Like, there's nothing in it for you, really. And they, a lot of people, a lot of men and women, um, will value these careers over family life, you know, over uh, social life, over spiritual life, and over all these things that I would argue are almost equally as important, as important or even more important than you know the the eighty thousand you make as a you know at Google as like a engineer one of one hundred fifty thousand at Google, but the same could be said about Elon Musk because I mean he has like six kids with 
you know, 20 different women. Yeah. <laughs> and he has like three failed marriages. I don't know. I mean, he's well, got he's, like an he's, airplane I, for a kid. I mean, you've seen yeah, that he, name. Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> I think he's just a weird guy. Like, a, But he's sacrificing a lot of time that he could be allocating yeah. towards his family or, you know, towards his spiritual. Yeah, but I, I mean, I I that goes back would. to the whole, like, humanity as a whole type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Whereas people spend so much time it's not even just time it's like the level of importance of these things like a lot of people will put you know family life you know in their 30s They're like, I'll, I'll get to that when I get 30 mm-hmm. you know and it's it is really it's really interesting to see that because it's like well your I, you parents can see the sorry I'm interrupting again but you can see the uh, you the reason behind that usually or at least that if I were to do that it would be I want to accumulate some form of wealth to provide for my family when I create it. I don't want my family to point. be like, you know, struggling. I don't want to support my children and my wife on a salary that only support should only support me mm-hmm. or, you know, I need time to work on myself before I become a father, before I become a husband. Um, there are many reasons many reasons. To I mean, that. those are all valid reasons. I'm not saying they're not valid, but yeah. Um, you know, I think delaying marriage till your thirties has detrimental impacts on so many things, right? Like, because here's the thing, right? Human growth, human growth does not come, it's not linear, right? You don't grow linearly. Um, it's more of like, you're growing like behind the scenes, if you will, and you hit a certain threshold and then you see that on the external. I would say human growth is pretty sporadic. There is some ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great. You can never like guess when you'll be re- like the right age or you know ready. You know, every single person That's is different. True. That's true. So I think, you know, and I also think that there's a value in growing up with your spouse. I think there's there's a big value in that, and I think there's even a bigger value in grow if you will growing up with your kids not like you know you when you're 12 your kids are 12 you learn a lot from yeah. looking at other people and what's crazy is and i kind of mentioned this in the college essay that i wrote is that it's kind of paradoxical in the way that the more time you spend around others the more you learn about yourself exactly which is kind of weird well, exactly so it's 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 this notion that i'm going to become myself before I get married and have kids where it's like, well, you can get married, have kids and learn to become yourself through mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you know, it, again, not, you know, it's a free country, do what you want. But I think that, you know, delaying all these things, I, I would consider vital to, you know, he, he, like to, to humans, not obviously not marriage is not for everyone. Kids are not for everyone, but for the majority of people, those things are um, paths, if you will, that you should take. Yeah, that doesn't mean, you know, have kids at 19 and figure out. Yeah, that's out. not what I said. I did <laughs> not say that. learn more about yourself. That's yeah, taking that it to the extreme, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, you definitely learn a lot about yourself. And it goes the same business. thing with good deeds. It's like a lot, of pe- a lot of people, I hear this all the time, where it's like, oh, I'm not ready to go on a mission. Oh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't have time to go help people. I don't, it's like, you know, honestly, like, cut the crap. Like, if you want to help people you will make time to help people and that goes for anything in life you know if you want to go to the gym you'll make time to go to the gym Mm -hmm. if you want to have a podcast you'll make time to go to the to to have a podcast Mm -hmm. if you want to go to church you'll make time to go to church and it's Mm -hmm. like you know people do stupid things for stupid things right Mm -hmm. they they do like they'll they'll party till two in the morning and then be like oh man why why can't i wake up early yeah, and well, it's, it's stuff like that. You know? That's just when people need to get their priorities straight. Not yeah. that yeah, you know you can't party till two in the morning. Yeah, you need to have your fun, but like, make sure that you don't have something to do at the six next in the morning. morning. <laughs> the next morning. I can't, can't believe, by the way, it's eight a.m. right now, and I'm, I'm awake enough to have a whole podcast. Please. Hey, man, we're early risers around here. Yeah, early risers. Thirty in early the morning. Burns. God, you talking about you know wanting intrinsically motivated, intrinsically motivated, give you to do a good deed 6.30 this morning, man. <laughs> 6.30. That's like a school day. Dude, I'm I, supposed you know, to normally, normally it takes me like 15 minutes to get out of bed. Today, the alarm rang, I got up like right away. I was like, yeah, I'm doing the podcast. Me too, there's like a cool down time where I gotta like, I, yeah. Well, not a cool down time, it's like I wake up and I gotta like slowly fall back to sleep and then I realize yeah, that I actually exactly. have to get myself together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally, normally for me, you know, it's like, you know, the alarm goes off at eight and it's just like sitting there and then I finally get up at like 8.30. 8.30. And wow. then it's like sit on the toilet for like half an hour. 
And like take a shower for another like half an hour. All of a sudden it's like nine thirty. And you're like, wow, I gotta be at school at ten. Yeah, every eat day. breakfast. No, I mean it's, it's like ten fifteen. It's really nice, uh, you know, going to school <laughs> in your first period. You see Miss Miller's face. <laughs> no name dropping, buddy. Um, it's funny though. I hope one. Listen, sees this. man. I love Miss Miller. You know, it's the same. She, she's a great teacher. Here, here's the thing, man. It's so bad, like, when you get to school and you're, like, just waking up, if you will, mm-hmm. and everyone's already, like, awake, and it's, like, calculus. Like, come yeah, you, on, you man. You really get slapped in the face with some <laughs> integrals that we're doing right now. Limit with definition some, of with integral, arcs, with some with the, with the derivative of an arc sign oh on our God. recent quiz. That was, that was an integral of arc sign. Yeah, integral of arc sign, but, you know, it's like, oh, man. No, it was, the, it was what was the integral of arc sign. Yeah, what was the integral. Or, no, like, what integral of what equals arc sign. I didn't even notice How that. You, yeah, I didn't either. Amala had to show it to me, and I felt so embarrassed. Like, dude, Brian like, mentioned it like after, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh, low key, why was the first man. page the hardest part?" Really, I breezed quiz. through the first page. I breezed the whole thing, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it took the. It, I finished the quiz like with plenty of time left, but the hard, the hardest part for me was definitely the first page. Like, I don't know. I think it's the issue with me not being fully awake is that the first page is always just like... Yeah, sometimes like, mm. you're not in the mood to do math. Or like, yeah. you know, like when you start making stupid mistakes, you're like, why is my math brain not yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, activated? I'm like, I've been in a school slump recently. The school slump? Mm. The past three weeks. Normally, the school slump hits like first week of September, mm-hmm. right? I'm surprised that I kept going until like mid-November before, you know... Sorry. You know, it, you know, yeah, it, it, it really shows what a podcast can do for you. Yeah, I mean, this man is working. <laughs> he's doing crazy things. And okay. I, I think the most devoted person I've ever met to to their religion. Okay, well, I'm not, okay. He's met. So he's as yeah, a key word here. To, met. Uh, um, let's not. He is Coptic. How, how would you, what's, what's the order of words? Coptic, Coptic Orthodox. Coptic Orthodox. Yeah. Um, and he makes it sound like it's, pretty normal to be at church every day all summer I mean, i'm telling you it's pretty normal it's not it's not that it's uh it's really funny because like half my watch my listeners are are coptic orthodox yeah then they probably go to this so church gonna... and i admire y'all's devotion to your religion because <laughs> i can't say y'all's devotion to oh, to not even just the religion but just like to to like anything because a lot of people don't devote the amount of time that you guys put towards you know your faith to anything. here's the thing so here's the thing about about the faith part right this is like soft topic it's fine um faith is such a it, it's such an interesting thing right because you know in our church like you when you're in the coptic church right you seriously believe like i don't even know how to explain it. like you can't even put into words like the stuff like the things that you feel um during the services like it, like honestly like during the services like you are in heaven like it, it, i can't even explain it like I'm, I'm doing very injustice to it you really have to experience it as a person and it's kind of like it's one of those things you grow into mm-hmm. right like if you didn't for people who go to the coptic church who are who are born in the coptic this is specifically about people sorry this is specifically about people who were born in the coptic church you know if you if you grew up in the church it's almost like there's there's this connection that you that it's so it's so hard to explain it's like you know it's almost like you feel not inde- indebted is not the right word but it, yeah you kind of feel like indebted to um the community that made you if and you it will, has right? provided you with the, you know a bunch exactly. of knowledge and experiences in life like i would not i would definitely not be who i who i am without the Coptic Church. I mean, you can say. I mean, you can be like, oh, you can say about everything, but like seriously, like, you know, if, if without the Coptic Church, I would probably. I mean, I have no clue who I would be. Like, it it really is the center of my life. And the last, you know, the podcast that came out yesterday, so it'd be like two weeks, three weeks old by now, um, which, by the way, is somehow doing really bad in views. So please go watch that. Spam, if you spam, spam. Please, spam. please, spam. Watch it. Send it's it to thirty everybody. views, and it's been like a whole day. Um, which is interesting, I'd say the least. But it was about like making God the center of your life, and it really, it, it like to try and explain first off how to make God the center of your life is is beyond words. Like it's so hard. But once you do it, like seeing God in everything is such a relief. 
And, you know, something I said recently on the podcast was, which was like true freedom is like denying your, denying your um, momentary pleasures. That's what I said. And it's like true freedom is being able to delay instant gratification. Is that what you're saying? Basically, it's, it's to not deny to sorry to deny yourself from mm. doing things that are just good in the now mm. and kind of focusing on like what's good in the future. And it, it and honestly, like you, you can't explain it like you have to you have to experience like true freedom in God. And it's so weird because a lot of people tell me like, you know, like you spend so, like it, a lot of people think that like I'm almost like in prison. No, you know, because of the amount of time, not you like specifically, that. but a lot of people will be like, oh, you spend so much time at church. Like, do you ever have fun? It's like, well, this is my, this is my fun. <laughs> this is what Isaiah loves. And he's found yeah. a way to, to do what he loves in an outlet. Exactly. And, and it's, it, it's kind of like, you know, it's a very interesting, very, very interesting thing when you see people that, that kind of put, a lot of people put church as like a, as like a parents thing if you will like you know what i mean like a parents thing it's like oh it's like it's thing for like the old people you know yeah. it's like not like a and it, it's it makes sense with the way how america the direction that modern western civilization is moving in that makes sense that proposition makes sense however it's just incorrect <laughs> like you know to say that that god should have no place in your life is like it, it, it's it's kind of like saying that your parents should have no place in your life and if I said that to you, you'd be like, yeah, you're out of your mind crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's just food for thought, honestly. But Remember the original topic that we had about this yeah, podcast? Yeah, good deeds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are just way okay, past that I'll, exit. I'll segue in. But that's okay. Watch this, that's okay. Watch this segue. So, uh, so you know, when you, when you have faith, right, one of the most important things for you to do, not important, one of the things that you feel the most, and it is important, is to spread that faith to others. Mm-hmm. And a very good way to do that is through your actions. Uh, faith, faith without works is dead. If you disagree with me, I, we can have a conversation about faith that Faith without later. works, can you put that? Sorry, I'm just, so, I gotta my head around So that. for example, so Martin Luther said, um, you can have salvation by faith alone and without works, so without like good deeds, without oh, the okay. sacraments as well. Um, which is, uh, in, in, from my point of view, from the Catholic Church's point of view, from like a faulty state, Catholic and all Orthodox Church's point of view, is a is, is completely false. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, James chapter James two fifteen, somewhere in the book of James, it says faith faith that works is dead. Like he's got the receipts. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it says it plainly. So I mean, we can have a debate about that later mm-hmm. on the podcast. If if you know if you want to debate that with me on the podcast, you know, put your name in the in the in the link in the Google Doc. Yeah, um, but. Anyways, so, you know, in doing good works, you know, you can do that through, uh, through, sorry, through missions, you know, being, a, you know, going out to other countries and doing missions. I did that uh, before my freshman year of high school. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. If you, you know, feel like you should, you should do it, honestly. Like and if, that's like a, that's awesome that you found a way to help others and also have a great experience that just comes I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, when you go there, you think you're helping others, but you come back and you're like, man, I, I got help. That's what I'm saying. Being around others, you learn a lot about yeah. yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they, and specifically if you think about like missions in Africa, like those people there, they teach you so much. Mm-hmm. They teach you so much. Like, I don't know how to explain. I'm and it sounds super cliche, you know? It does sound, it sounds super but cliche. But it, that doesn't mean it's not true. But exactly. It sounds super cliche, but I've never seen happier people in my life. I mean, these people have beyond like... If you think of the word nothing, mm-hmm. they have less than that. Negative. They have like, yeah, it's, it's crazy <laughs> like what they don't have. And somehow they're happy 20, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's true joy, honestly. And, and that is the, the epitome of, epitome is the right word. Yeah, the epitome of putting, of putting faith, putting God at the center of your life. Mm-hmm. Because that's like one of the biggest things. That because that's, all they, that's yeah. all they have. You know, and you, not not just you know, in places like Zambia or like Zimbabwe, but even like like in Egypt, even here in America, right? You see like the homeless people inside of the street. Like a good majority of them are Christian, and it's a really weird. It's really interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. 
right? And a lot of people who you see go through big struggles in their life turn to Christianity. And it really just, it really just reflects on, you know, the, the truth that is in um, the Christian religion. I mean, you even have, you have people from homeless people to major intellectuals of our time, like Jordan Peterson, start to shift their viewpoints towards, from an atheist perspective to a more Christian perspective. And it's, it's crazy to see people of all, you know, it's, it goes back to the unification thing. It's the one thing that unifies, you know, so many people of so many different groups and so many different kinds is, is faith. And it's, it, it, you know, it, it, it has, there's so, there's nothing negative, I think, um, to having, you know, a faith. But mm-hmm. I, I need a ton of callbacks on this podcast. A ton huh? of callbacks. You know, just to hit on the last, you know, a few things that we talked about. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, I did not know that Jordan Peterson had an more atheist stance on religion. He before. used to. He used to. Yeah. Didn't it? Wasn't it like pre, um, pre-fiction, or it was pre? Because didn't like he have a, He had an issue with um, like prescription drugs at one point because he was coming out of a surgery, right? Or he checked himself into a rehab facility. I think so. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure, or maybe it wasn't him, but I thought I remember seeing something like he was having issues, or he had was yeah, he like was depression he was having or like, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and then maybe after that experience, he maybe. found. I don't really know what it was, but it's like it's been pretty recent, like mm-hmm. um, like after his rise to fame type of thing, because mm-hmm. he rose to fame in like 2015, 2016. I'm not a Jordan Peterson. Um, I, I don't watch a ton of his content. I, most of the time I see it, it's just let me, on like let me TikTok, tell you, man. Let which me tell is you. not the way to watch anybody, yeah, it's any so professional's bad. content because they just take clips out of context. Yeah, short form is really bad. Short form and when it's like a, it's supposed to be more educational more or meant yeah. to be long form content is you can see the flaws. I mean, it's what gets views, but yeah. True. No, no, but you know, last thing I'm going to say, quick, quick, Jesus, quick recommendation mm-hmm. for everyone out there. I know people are going to, you know, poop on me for this one, but Jordan Peterson, honestly, honestly, if you've not watched like Jordan Peterson, you have to, and I guarantee you're going to get hooked and you're not going to stop watching Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson. It's, it's beyond belief how articulate he is and how there's just so many good things about him. Um, but enough, enough, uh, enough. It's really fascinating when people can be super articulate, bro. Right? He's crazy, dude. Like, dude, he's just, oh my God. Like I watched a, uh, a YouTube video, and this guy makes good videos. Um, I forget the his the content creator's name, um, but he goes around college campuses and asks. You know, he he asks pretty thought provoking questions, and he went around and asked um, Harvard students, "What is truth?" And obviously, that's like a super dude. What is truth? Question. Is such a good question. Um, so that would make a great video. Um, great podcast, by the way. If you're taking notes, I don't know if you've already made a podcast about that, but um, I mean, uh, I kind of touched on it one time. Talk so, about relative truth, and nobody gave the same answer, which is crazy. Wh- which is weird gave- because truth is supposed to be a defined. Yeah, you would think it's thing. like it's so important to everybody's life that it would be. Well, okay. Well, saying it's so important to everyone's life is a very uh, conservative viewpoint, if you will, and it's a very old viewpoint. A lot of people now, it's like. It's not, it's what's my truth versus what's your truth, which, um, I believe is, that's a, is beyond, is, is beyond stupid. Uh-huh. Like to truth, truth is a defined objective thing. Mm. You can't be like, Oh, for me, my truth is this. And for you, your truth, you know, it's I know not. we're leading into that. Yeah. We're not going to get into this. That's, that's a tough thing to talk about. Yeah. I, I don't even know my opinions on that. Like. Your stuff, you know, yeah, I, I don't think a lot about it, so I would not want oh, to express man. anything on that. Um, no, it's, it's all good. I mean, this is the stuff you think about when you have a podcast, right? Yeah, he, he had, yeah, you really gotta. <laughs> it's, I'm acting like I gotta be so PR on this podcast, you, right? Well, you don't because I'm not PR. Um, <laughs> like I'm media trained for something, like I, I gotta watch my steps, but hey, you know, just, just, just getting ready for the next step in life, yeah. Another. Another question that this guy asked these these Harvard students was, "What's more important um, in college admissions, merit or representation?" We talked about this at we lunch talked about this day. at lunch. We talked talk about this on the last podcast. Yeah, I believe it's merit. Mm-hmm. And I believe and socioeconomic representation. Socioeconomic, not racial. Racial, not racial. Mm-hmm. Even though there's ties to it, I, I'm not going to deny that there's not ties. Oh yeah, there's it. no doubt. There's Racial and no socioeconomic platform, however, that's unfair to the rich black kid. That is a and the 
poor white kid. That is a very good way to to put it. That's a very good way to put your like your argument, like socioeconomic diversity. Um, with it's, I feel like it's bare, more important than racial diversity because here's the thing, like if you have a given socioeconomic platform, every not everyone okay, we're gonna generalize here. Everyone on that platform has gone through somewhat some form of the same experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay, like people on the bottom of the socioeconomic scale, They're all of them things. have gotten discriminated. Yeah. No matter what race you are. And so if we want to say, oh, we want a mixture of people from all these different things. You know, I want different experiences. Just taking people on the same socioeconomic platform but different races, you're, not, you're doing that, sure. But it's not, it's not to the level that you would be if you – I mean, you can do more if you have the same race in different socioeconomic levels. Mm-hmm. Not saying either of those are correct. You need a mix of everything, but – it should be driven by socioeconomic platforms. And that will, in and of itself, bring different races into um, different college campuses. And I don't, I don't want to, like, go back on that last podcast that you made. No, it's with, fine. It's fine. With, Go ahead. So, because I, I know you've touched on it a lot, and I don't know how, how long you talked about it for, oh but I'm gosh. sure it was a while, and I'm sure it got <laughs> With <heated>. those three? <laughs> it got probably heated. At least that's what it I heard from bad. at lunch. Um, it was definitely a discussion, if you know what I'm saying. So, um yeah, but I I, under, I get what you're saying about the um, people in socioeconomic um, in, in the different the socioeconomic yeah. classes they definitely experience like completely different things. exactly and I've been kind of fortunate to see that um, with I mean I went to Wheeler and there's no doubt that generally the people who go to Wheeler and those who go to Walton live in different socioeconomic classes yeah like you cannot deny that I was. You know, I was in class with a kid who said that he was working since he was 12 years old doing construction. Completely illegal, super dangerous. Yeah, but yeah. he said that his family was needing money and that his brother works, his older brother works. And, you know, they do that so they can live in this area and just go to Wheeler. Like, to even do basic things that you and me probably do take for granted. Exactly, you know? yeah. So, there's no doubt that socioeconomic differences can bring in you know yeah i mean it, it brings in different experiences by definition it brings in different races uh-huh. by and definition this, and this kid did happen to be african-american yeah. so like he was um you know if you can kind of clump the socioeconomic differences in with racial differences that's just the way it is in the united states and that sucks not saying it should be yeah yeah it should not be at all right but um that just so happens to be that the way that it is and maybe we do need to extend opportunity out to those racial groups um but that's a whole nother topic yeah and i mean equality of opportunity is by definition a good deed yeah you yeah. know and it's something yeah. that we should push for as a society um yeah but yeah i mean i i like i had to write in an essay for auburn auburn honors college did you okay. end up writing one uh, I, I cannot speak about my, my any college admissions because I'm announcing all that on the podcast. Mm. Um, okay, well, I, on a future can I talk episode. About mine? Yeah, you can talk about yours as well. Okay, fine. because one of the, I don't know if you did write it or not, but one of the prompts for like part one of the, of the application was to choose from four items what resonates with you the most, four statements what resonates with you the most. And one of them was to um, evaluate the meaning and in the difference in the diversity of the human experience and what Auburn Honors College brings to that. That's a a loaded question. It is a loaded question. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know how to answer it. I really did not know how to answer it. Um, I was so desperate. I was looking up stuff online. It didn't even come (laughs) off my dome. It was, um, it didn't even come from the dome. It came from a little bit of YouTube. I watched a really good video um, that some high schooler made. Um, It has like 500 views, but I'd recommend watching it. And again, you know, she would ask, "What? Do, what? How do you define the human experience?" And everybody gave a different answer. Everyone was saying, mm-hmm. um, "You know, it's the human experience is just the way we experience the same world. There, everyone's going to see things mm-hmm. differently. Not, it may not be as different from someone in the same socio-economic class, but you compare your experience to someone in a different social class, or of a different race, or of a different." culture or ethnic background yeah yeah it's gonna be different and you're gonna see topics and 
you know, see problems in a different way. And then another person said, oh, the human experience um, can be defined as the interactions that you share with others. And that doesn't just mean the physical. It talks about, he talked about the emotional and also the spiritual connection that you may share with somebody. And then what was another person? Another person said, like, uh, humans as like a species evolving together, which Jeez, is that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep one. That I don't. I mean, I that's, that's a very that, interesting. Take one, that actually. how you want it. Um, because as a single individual, you don't really. You don't. Yeah, individuals. That. It's yeah. Individuals don't evolve. Populations evolve. Like that is what yeah. every bio- biology teacher is gonna preach to you. Um, well, that's just how that works. I mean, I, I don't see you turning into a lizard anytime soon. Yeah, you don't see me growing hair, like, <laughs> or, or I mean, growing a tail. Yeah. So, um, no, that's an interesting one. Yeah, but then I had to relate that to Auburn Honors College and what I expected. And I don't think it was like a great essay, but I, I'm pretty sure I talked about how, like, you know, people at the Auburn Honors College, they all have the same goal, which is challenge themselves intellectually and academically. But, um, since there's so many different kinds of people in the honors college, I was going to learn from them yeah. and we were going to solve problems with different viewpoints and come up with the best ways to do things. That's a good answer. <laughs> and, it's, it's a uh, PR answer, but it's a good one. Yeah, and I don't know, but that just that relates to kind of the merit and representation thing because if you bring yeah. in a bunch of people uh, if you if you promote diversity, you can hope, you can promote diversity through merit. You can, you know? but looking at them as two separate entities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the sake of this conversation, um, promoting diversity brings diversity in the human experience at the college, and I think that's mm-hmm. what people, will, what colleges and the you know admissions offices try to accomplish. They don't want the same kind of person who earned the merit the same kind of way to yeah, enter this that, college. Yeah, that's a good point. Because then they're going to have the same ideas on how to approach certain problems and solve certain things. But if you bring someone who maybe is of a different culture, you know, they bring in a bunch of new ideas. I can guarantee you if a bunch of white people went to the same school, they would not be clubs promoting, you know, the education of black history or... Yeah, there wouldn't. Yeah, there 100%. would be zero. Um, or, you know, you know, they're not going to be promoting, you know, learning about the challenges that some cultures may face, you know. Yeah, well, because they don't know. I mean, because they don't that. know. And so in order to be like a, the most learnt person you can be, I don't know if that's the best way learnt. to... Learnt. Yeah, Well-cultured. Yeah, the most... Uh, culturally aware and socially aware yeah. person you've got to kind of be around a diverse group of people um, and that may mean a little bit more than just socially ec- socially economically diverse yeah I, I can see I can see that yeah. yeah I can see that yeah that makes sense um, yeah that's a good point yeah that's a pretty good point you know and I think that you know as a, as a society like we, we do a really good job of hearing people's voices mm-hmm. from a societal perspective. Um, I think that, that you know, it, it, I think, you know, if you think about equality, right, a lot of people, this is, this is kind of deep, but a lot of people will argue that, you know, we're not equal. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I think, I think anyone with a brain agrees that we're not equal right now. Not everyone is equal. Um, but that's just kind of how life works. You know, but I think that to say that that we need to achieve like full equality and that we're so far away from the goal and that you know you know we're just as a country we're so motivated to um keeping like uniformity and like not letting people in and not you know letting people change to our culture and it's just it's a very in- it's very stupid i i think i think saying that is you're very you're making you're kind of making a joke of a, what America is. I mean, America is in a, in a, in a sorry, America is an assimilation of so many cultures. Yeah, that's why it's called the, you know, the melting pot. Which is really weird to say that now people are like, oh, we need to preserve cultural diversity. I think a society is more beneficial if it is assimilated with different cultural aspects from different cultures. Not to be, because here's the thing, you can't have a unified country if every single person is completely different. 
However, differences are important. So you get in this really weird You have to make middle. sure that there's like a, yeah, there's like a balance. You gotta, like, you gotta, through diversity, you have to promote, you know, people becoming um, yeah. better, like an overall more experienced in different facets of life um, and understanding the way other people think because that just makes you more socially aware, right? Yeah. Um, but, oh my God, I just lost what I was going to say. But uh, just, to just go ahead and keep going. I think <laughs> like, you know, because because what happens when you have people of different cultures that are completely different? Like, for example, you can't have African tribal rituals <laughs> being done. Like, not to say that it's like... You can't just sacrifice a random lamb out of nowhere. Yeah, and you, you just... blood. Exactly, because people are going to think that's weird. Or and, cow. Yeah. And don't, don't think that as the wrong way. There, like, I've seen TV shows, like, there are African tribes that will puncture the jugular of a cow and drink the blood as their only meal ever. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, I mean, it, and, you know, not to say that they're, like, not human, but it's just, like, you know, it, it, in a society that, that lives on capitalism mm -hmm. and lives on... Um, you can't do stuff like that. You, there has to be, you know, you can preserve things of your culture, but you can't just take your culture and plop it in the middle of, of nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make like a whole, well, it's not like it's a, it would technically be like, I guess, a separate entity within that country. Yeah, but that's the issue, right? Is that yeah. now you don't have a, a single unified country. Yeah. And then you kind of have clashing with. Exactly. You know, so I think, different things. you know, I think. I this, see what you're saying. Yeah. I think this saying. notion of, per, of cultural diversity it needs to be kind of tamed it needs to be cultural assimilation with diverse aspects that's my personal belief i mean that it's not tied to anything but that's a completely a personal belief like there's no science to back that up that that's ideal or anything that's just i don't know i mean i don't have any what thoughts I think. on it so yeah you know i've expressed all my statements on all that. your statements for today yeah uh, so we'll tie it back to good deeds. Um, yeah, you know, and it does go back to good deeds. Because here's the thing, right? If I, geez, that thing's about to fall. Oh my Which God. one are you? Hold yours. on, let's lift this up. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Yeah, so uh, here, ignore the, the really whack setup right now. It's, we're innovative. We are, on, yeah, we, we are innovative. I say we, like I'm part of the team, but. I mean, yeah. you literally, like. Like, these aren't the mics that go with these. Yeah, we had to call some models this morning. Yeah, we had but to. But it's okay. Yeah, well, it, it'll be fixed, don't worry. I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. I mean, Isaiah could have we'll, easily called this podcast off, but. We're filming. He knew he wanted to put it out. We're, yeah, I, mean, I have to, actually. I have to film this today. Hold <laughs> him a favor. That's, that's why I'm here. So. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, when people. I feel like America is a very helpful country. Actually, it is. I think it's actually ranked as number one most charitable country in the world. I would not know. Um, so. <laughs> I think so. I don't want to say something that's wrong. We'll put the statistic up here, whatever it is. I think America's number one. If it's not, it's probably like number three or something like that. But I would um, say with the resources that we have access to, I mean, yeah, I would hope given that it has, I would hope that we it are should a be a generous one. country. But I don't know if we you are. never know. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Just help people. Good period. deeds are good. Period. Help people, period. Yeah. And what a podcast. Yeah. We went I, everywhere with that one. We did, but um, we chose a pretty introspective. Is that the right word to say? I don't know. Is it introspective? Introspect. We chose a pretty like, deep, com, deep, com, deep uh, topic, right? I mean, that's the point on this podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. You talk just about things of, you people choose, don't want to talk you, about. You choose a deep... Com, uh, you choose a deep. Uh, so here, here's question. here's how I here's how I play my podcast. Okay, just just you know we'll give the viewers some insight. <laughs> so I choose the guest first. Always choose the guest first. Mm -hmm. And then you find more about about the guest. Well, uh, I mean, You'll so far I've I've already known the person, so it's, I already know who they are. Well, you did do with that one, you know, D one football commit. That's true, but I mean, I knew what he was. I knew what he, like he was a D one football commit, so we're talking uh, about D one football. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I choose a person, then I. I look at the past five topics, mm -hmm. and I look at the direction that the podcast is going in, mm -hmm. and I look at a lot of uh, different analytics and stuff, and view counts, and you see reach, and impressions, and yeah, I look at 
other YouTube videos, look at other podcasts, look at um, what people are posting about. And I choose a topic that fits in but sticks out. Fits okay. in but sticks out. Okay, so, so it like fits the algorithm but is also different from everybody exactly. else. Exactly. So topic that fits in sticks out. As my, I call it my starting topic. Mm-hmm. And I think of one question and that's it. And, and I then you just that, let the conversation go. I ask that one question. I keep the conversation reined in for about 20-ish minutes mm-hmm. or 30-ish minutes. And then I just let it go and wherever it goes, it goes. I would say you did that today. Like I mean, that's was, what I do every, I, I try to do every I, podcast. Being a, being a podcast host, depending on the type of guests that you bring on, can actually be pretty difficult, I feel like. Because so here's, here's the thing. It's not just al- you're always thinking. Yeah, you're always you're thinking because you have to control the conversation. Yeah, so you're always thinking in the conversation, which is kind of bad because it's hard to stay engaged when you're as you're thinking, thinking about yeah. the future, past, and present. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think, you know, in general, like, I, it's kind of bad. I only think about the podcast in my life. Like, yeah, but if, if I you think enjoy about it doing all it, the time. then it's not terrible. Well, you have to. As, as a, as a, I'm going to use a, the, the cringe word. As a content creator. I said that multiple times in this podcast. You have to so. think about content all the time. Like, people don't understand that. Like, I didn't understand that. Like, when I was watching people like YouTubers and stuff, and I was like, oh, they're cap. And they just open their camera and just say whatever they want. They're talented like that. No. Like, you, you can't wing these. Like, you have to always think. Always be thinking. Like, you're always thinking about, like, everything especially because i control almost all parts of the production because i'm almost it's a one-man one man show it, it's here. not really i have an editor that's about it though um but you still do a lot so yeah i mean i still make most of the thumbnails i still edit some of the videos you got to give yourself credit yeah i mean yeah you do a lot of work for this podcast so yeah i mean i have to you know you have to make it work you know you work hard now easy life later type of thing you know yeah you know when this thing's at one mil subs <laughs> When keeping it ninety nine is blown, is a multi million dollar media agency. Yeah, you know, there's only one way to do that, and it's it. Hello. Oh, that was that was my watch. Okay. Uh, that's funny. When this is a million dollar media agency, you know, you're gonna look back on these moments as the first viewers, the first supporters, and be like, man, this podcast has came somewhere. Uh, has came from somewhere. Jeez, I can't speak English today. Man, I really messed up the whole message because I can't speak. Man, that's tough. <laughs> what do you mean? Nothing. I, I said I just wrong grammar. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, share, uh, turn on post notifications. Please comment. Please, please like. I'll, honestly, just please like the video. It, it helps it out to like the video so much. Like you don't understand. YouTube algorithm loves likes. I, I don't know why. It makes zero sense in my in my regards. But please like the video. Um, if you want to be on it, first link in the description. Please fill that out if you want to be on it. Uh, and that'll be all. Thank you guys for watching. I said that already. Dang it. Thank you, Turner, for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, that's all. Thank you.